Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Listening to podcasts is a lot like eating a submarine sandwich. Making a podcast is a lot like making a submarine sandwich. But too many podcasters try to make one like they eat one. Let's fix that. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. So when I started this show all the way back in 2018, it wasn't a podcast. It was a live video I did on Facebook. <laughs> I know that's weird. Look, I'm a podcast guy, as is evident by the 20 years of experience I have in podcasting and that fancy Hall of Fame award over my left shoulder. But I always like to try to new things out, and that seemed like a new thing back then. Well, now fast forward some 550 episodes later, Podcast Pontifications is now a real podcast, and that's also a, a video, and not just a live video. I've all but abandoned Facebook personally, and as longtime listeners or watchers or readers know, I make every episode of Podcast Pontifications available in multiple formats. There's the audio episode, there's a fully rewritten article that a few hundred people get emailed to them and a video for YouTube. Oh, and both the audio and the video are fully transcribed by a human. I want everyone to be able to get the content the way they want to get the content. However, I produced dozens of really good, insightful episodes that didn't get that full treatment and are now buried at the bottom of the archive. So no, no, I'm not rebroadcasting them because a lot in the world of podcasting has changed from then to now. But I am revisiting them. I'm taking the topic and the angle from some of those shows and then re-pontificating, if you will, to bring that content up to snuff for today. And so today, let's talk about sandwiches and how sandwiches relate to podcasting. Specifically, what sandwich makers can teach us podcasters. Now let's think about the creator for just a moment here. And for the purposes of this thought exercise, I want you to think about what I was brought up to call a submarine sandwich. Now you might call it a hoagie or some other weird colloquialism where you lived, but you know what I'm talking about, that long tube of bread that you get from a myriad of fast foods, joints, or maybe even your local bodega if you're lucky enough to live in a city with bodegas on every corner, which I am not, but I am digressing already. Now, imagine you've just purchased your submarine sandwich, or your hoagie, and you start eating it. Where do you start? From the middle? <laughs> no. And okay, well, maybe you slice your sandwich in half and start from there and fine, but really you have two different sandwiches, so... I'm not getting into that. <laughs> but also, you don't start eating them from the middle either, do you? No, you do not. 
you start at one end and you keep eating from that same end until you reach the other end. Or you give up because maybe you didn't like it. Too much mayo. You ran out of time to eat it. Or maybe you had your fill. Regardless, you started from one end and progressed in a linear fashion towards the other. And that's exactly how podcasts are consumed by listeners. That's exactly how you consume a podcast. You start from the front, not the middle. Starting from the middle on a podcast is hard. Just like eating a submarine sandwich from the middle is hard. So no, you start from the top and you listen until you reach the other end. Or you give up because you didn't like it. Too much mayo, whatever that means as a listener to you. <laughs> Maybe you ran out of time to listen to it or you had your fill. Regardless, just like that submarine sandwich, you started from the top and progressed in a linear fashion toward the end of the episode. Okay, so all of that is rather obvious. What's less obvious is when we look at how that sandwich got made and then compare that to how the podcast episode is made. And this is where it all starts making sense, I hope. That submarine sandwich was consumed, you know, again, from one end in a linear fashion, one bite at a time, where each bite has bread and condiments and toppings and whatever the middle section has in it. But it was not created from one end with bread, condiments, toppings, and whatever else was assembled one bite-sized chunk at a time and then glued together to form the total sandwich, right? Yet that's the way a lot of podcasters still make their episodes. They're assuming, wrongly, in all but a few exceptions, that the best way to assemble an episode is the same way that episode will be consumed. In other words, they hit record and do everything live in a linear fashion. Now, can you make a podcast like this? Sure, lots of shows do it. There's a whole suite of tools now, from hardware and software, that make it easier than ever to record and release an episode in nearly the same amount of time as it takes to listen to that episode. So yes, you can, but I don't think you should. This episode is sponsored by Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting company. Whether you're a new or a veteran podcaster, if you're serious about audience growth, then Captivate's unique feature set and proven deep-dive education should be the next thing you try. Get a seven-day free trial and access to Captivate's podcast growth labs at Captivate.fm. Hey, it's Evo. Thanks so much for listening to Podcast Pontifications. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning so many years ago. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with another podcaster you know. My mission with Podcast Pontifications is to make podcasting better by inspiring serious podcasters like you. So, if you feel inspired, share the show with another serious podcaster. Send them to podcastpontifications.com. And thanks again. I don't think you should, because today there are more appropriate places for that record and release style of episode production that existed just a few years ago. A linear style of recording where you do start at the beginning and progress until you get to the end 
adding in the music, your guests, your segments, effects, whatever, as needed, in real time, that used to be called live radio. And podcasting wasn't live radio then. Today, that linear style of recording and producing, as you go, is called live streaming. Or called social audio, a la Twitter Spaces and others. Or whatever the next listen in as and, and or watch as we do it live tool is going to bring to us. In this universe or the metaverse, whatever. Those platforms and the audiences who gravitate towards those platforms are perfect for that style of production, record, and release. And if that's the kind of show you want to produce, a show where you record and produce it live and in real time, you absolutely should make a show like that. But should you podcast that show? Well, there's the question. As these alternative content consumption and creation tools continue to proliferate, I think we're going to start seeing a division in audiences and audience expectations. See, audiences vote with their eyeballs and their ear holes, and that in turn shapes the content that creators produce, further creating differences in formats and conventions from one platform to another. Which is why the whole concept of COPA, or Create Once, Publish Anywhere or Everywhere, didn't really work out as well as we wanted it. One of podcasting's superpowers over those other platforms is the time buffer. It's because we're not forced to produce as we record that we can be more creative. Because it's not appointment-based content we're making, we can pay more attention to the craft of storytelling. Because we're not assembling an episode one bite at a time and live, we have the time to go back perhaps several times, to edit, shape, and transform our work into something truly remarkable without the stress of just trying to get through the damn thing in one take. Podcasting's changed a lot in 20 years. I think it'll change a lot more in the next 20 or, heck, the next two. Of that, I am absolutely convinced changes will continue to happen. But if you look at the larger universe of podcasting, which is now millions of podcasts strong, you'll see that podcast listeners are voting for the kinds of shows that take more time and care than can be put into a linear record and release style of podcast. Now, as with all things in life, your mileage may vary. It's possible you're listening to this right now, shaking your head and preparing to send me your stats that prove your recorded and released show is growing. But let me save you the trouble. I'm not talking to you. You're the exception here. Congratulations. But that's an abnormality. My goal with this episode, where I revisited a topic I introduced back in July of 2018, almost four years ago, was to encourage podcasters to embrace what makes podcasting different and to take the time to make episodes that could not be experienced on any of those other mediums. It's what makes podcasting special. So let's keep doing more of that, please. And with that, I shall be back next week with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. 
A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.